Hello, and welcome to Nevermind the Pain Points, a podcast dedicated to helping you unlock your business challenges. Pulling on our network of clients, partners, experienced employees, and industry experts, we wanted to share with you our views and opinions on common business challenges. As a consulting firm that deals with these pain points on a daily basis, we thought we were well-placed to give insights on addressing these challenges. Enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Nevermind the Pain Points, brought to you by Clarisys. Today, I am going to be talking to Claire Flitton, who is the CX Director at Landsec. Uh, we're going to be talking about how businesses can understand the needs of their customers and, and get them to actually drive change within the business. Um, so Landsec are one of the largest commercial real estate companies in Europe. They have a portfolio of around £12.8 billion, pounds, um, which is a mix of, kind of high quality office, retail and leisure space primarily situated within London, but also across um, some other locations in the UK. So as I said, Claire joined Landsec at the start of this year uh, as CX director. And prior to joining Landsec, she has actually spent most of her year in consulting, working with numerous businesses uh, on their innovation and uh, broader kind of customer experience projects. Claire, does that capture your experience so far what else would you add there yeah no so i've been doing more customer experience work with retail and media telco sort of right at the start of the career some really interesting projects and then as industry started to catch on you know we started working with more public sector which again brought its own challenges of how to invest and then moved into the more innovation side and how do you translate that customer into new propositions and services as well within Landsec helped set up the innovation team and sort of transitioned into, we basically realized that customer, whilst everyone within the company was was very determined and customer centric and wanting to serve the customer well, they weren't enabled or empowered to do so because we didn't have enough good data and insight to support them. And that was why I joined in January to help build out that capability and get that data and insight into the team's hands. To get us started then, customer and, and market research in general why do you think it's important for Landsec as a company to do and what are the kind of the, the risks um, if you weren't to do it what, what could go wrong in worst case scenario? I mean I think Landsec and, and the property industry as a whole will probably admit themselves that they've they've had a pretty easy run of it from a customer perspective today um, people have generally been happy with a long lease and to come and talk to you in every 10 years whenever you get one but I think customers people are demanding more from their leases and that's that's probably a change from their own personal experience of expecting more from a service that they're paying for and I think our risk is if we don't get to know our customers better and adapt our products and services then we'll go elsewhere there are startups and other companies who are doing offices and sort of retail space well and we are we could potentially fall behind the times and, and risk losing out on that long-term income if we don't get to know our customers in that way. Makes total sense. I guess at the moment, the last couple of years, there's been a lot of uncertainty in general and doing customer research is all about you know understanding the current situation and planning for the future. And when you're in a period of uncertainty, it makes that a lot more compl- complicated. How important do you think it is that you still keep going with customer user research in that time and how do you go about trying to make sure that the insight you get is accurate yeah I mean the obviously this the last six months has been a prime example of of that and I think one of the things that's really helped us to do is dispel a lot of the myths that kind of 
media and other shareholders are potentially worrying about, which is, you know, we've heard a lot about death of the office and death of the high street and all that sort of thing. But actually, when we were able to go and talk to our customers, the nicest thing, you know, we, we were able to do for them as well is kind of be in the same boat with them and say, they say, we don't know how this is going to affect us. We don't know either. But the fact that we can keep having a conversation means that we're there ready to support them um, whenever we can. And it's, yeah, it's given us a lot of confidence internally by actually going and speaking to customers rather than relying on reports externally of what they actually want and need. It's helped us, um, yeah, give confidence and then help us know where to invest, which was a key part of the strategy work that we did. I guess to that point, having the customer perspective but also having the industry reports and all that side of things how important do you think it is to combine the customer user research side with uh, internal business perspective but also competitor and wider market analysis where does the customer research bit fit yeah there's a big there's a lot to consider i guess in when we try and understand how we should position ourselves so we've got a really exciting foresight function so which is generate taking sort of the global forces of change that are happening around the world, the things that are impacting people's lives. Uh, and they distill that into what does that mean for how we work, live and play. And then, so we've got that as an input. So how are people shopping differently? How are people working differently? Um, we've got our own internal teams of what they're seeing on the ground or what sort of evolutions are in their areas of expertise and then what our customers are saying. And it just takes, we just have to wade through all of that and see and place bets and where do we think sort of the, the needs align and what's most likely to come off and, and sort of look at time horizons and lay those all out together. And then it's working also with the leadership team to say, what's your risk appetite? Because we could invest and place bets that take us over here, but we're less certain about that. And our customers, whilst they're saying anecdotally, this is what we want, Again, no one's putting their hand in their pocket, so we can't guarantee that decision is the right one. And I think it's helping using all of those sources to help our, our leadership team define their risk appetite and then make decisions based off of that. So I think we can't just do it with one source. Like you said, we have to kind of pull all of those together and use our expertise to, to make the best decisions that we can. Um, and it's really exciting. They have Mark... Alan coming in, he is really excited about customer and he's putting it like front and center of the work that we're doing. And he's willing with the right data and evidence to try to invest in, and make these different levels of risk assessment. So hopefully we can do some exciting stuff with him um, and actually do it rather than PowerPoint in a drawer as per usual. <laughs> that age old problem. Okay. So in terms of the customer research that you're doing itself, I know that when, when we did work with you earlier on, it was quite focused on the uh, interview side of things and, and speaking to a, a breadth of different customers, be those existing or um, prospective. What sort of uh, research approaches do you value and, and like to take um, when doing customer research? And have you found that there are some that are more valuable for Landsec um, as a company? Yeah, so I think one of the things that we learned early was to work out how do we generate quantitative data from some of our interviews. So we initially combined our interviews with a sort of quantitative card games to help our customers articulate their needs around potentially dry subjects. But then it allowed us to document that data and then we could translate that into hard metrics for the business and that 
that really helped them understand why custom, talking to customers could help you make better business decisions. So that was kind of one of the, the key ones that we did early on. It's then working out how do we flesh out sort of those hard numbers with the qualitative stuff going on? How do we make it actionable? We're also looking at interactions that people have with our buildings, going from everything from CEOs to operations managers to employees to guests and anyone just walking around buildings. So to try and get their input at the right level and give it the right weighting to help us make decisions again is requires all those different research techniques. So more with the employees, we've kind of done some recent surveys just to gauge sort of appetite for coming back and what they might need in order to feel safe. So we've done sort of big 3000 person surveys, but we've also then included interviews we've done with people in our buildings and prospective ones and lined those all up together to see where there was either alignment or misalignment. And it was quite interesting to see, you know, some of the people who were higher up in the organizations might not fully understand what their employees did want. That's been a really interesting one. Yeah, that was really interesting coming out of the research that we were doing where more and more organizations seem to take into account the employee perspective. So obviously they might not be calling the shots now, but if you think about what they're saying at the moment and how that translates to, as you say, when leases renew in two years time, what that will actually mean for the businesses in general. Yeah. So I think we also need to look ahead to that shift and what are those, as we said, this sort of market shift or what's foresight telling us as to the growing importance of some of these areas and how can we start benchmarking those metrics and data now, which might not seem like that influential, but we know in you know in five years time the employee will have a much louder voice and things like sustainability and productivity will be very uh, important to customers so how can we get ahead of that and start integrating that with our work and that's kind of what we're looking looking ahead to at the moment I saw earlier today that Lego actually have now uh, removed all the plastic from their packaging because of customers saying we we don't, we don't want this. You need to change your ways. And it's quite interesting to see that it's actually finally translated through listening to the customer and, and change your, your product. Absolutely. And I think we were also kind of aware of the potential impact we can have on that area. You know, we have so many, we have so we have 6 million square feet of office space in London. The small changes we make could have quite a large impact on the sustainability agenda and more and more like, you know, the customers were saying this is becoming increasingly important both for you know the impression of my business to my shareholders but also employees are demanding or want to work somewhere that aligns to their values so it will it's a win-win-win if we can do all of those things together that's the focus absolutely um another point i'd be interested to get your perspective on so often to get really valuable accurate insight from customers it's helpful to do ethnographic or contextualized research so actually observing people in in the environment and seeing what they're actually doing rather than what they say they do how how does that translate to you know land sex products and services is it something that that you can achieve or are there kind of other ways you have to go about trying to get that accurate view i think we could definitely do that sort of thing when understanding how people use the space so did some pop-ups to understand employee uh, sentiment by just sort of standing in the foyer talking to people getting them engaged and sort of watching how they move about one thing we did try was when there was a perception that 
people weren't using food court in a particularly, they, you know, it was lots of young people everywhere and no one was spending any money. So we went and just sort of watched every hour. We went and sat there and, and noted what everyone was doing and how many people were there and what type of people they were. And we were able to do that to disprove that actually people were spending money and that people were staying there for three hours and that sort of data helped to um, challenge sort of perception within the business. But yes, that is from our sort of rent paying customers, observing them is, um, yes, quite a hard one to do. So I think it's building up those sort of multiple research methodologies, but also creating a, uh, a framework in which we can assess them over time. And that's kind of the best, the best thing that we can do really. We've also got our data team doing a sort of historic assessment of behavior and looking at, so they're trying to look at analyzing that and seeing if we can glean anything from it. But yeah, those are the kind of best things we've got right now. So the customer journey that people go on in Lance, well, but the typical journey that customers go on within Landsec of, of signing a, a lease is, as you said before, can be 10 to 20 years. Um, and that will obviously impact the, the insight and the value of certain research activities that you do. How do you think you've had to adapt your approach based on the fact that you're now working in Landsec with uh, you know, commercial properties and you're no longer looking at a, I don't know, 10 minute buying decision versus a, a five year one? Yeah, I mean, it is, it is definitely very different. And obviously that's sort of that lease, lease length is more, is office specific, but retail is very different. Um, we're having to break down what an experience means to a customer, an office customer, and help try and measure each of those elements. So we've we've identified kind of three at the moment. One which is looking at measuring the kind of the overall relationship they have with us, so more a strategic measurement of our their experience with us over time. One which is looking at the the operational experience day to day of living in one of our buildings. And one which is looking at sort of the occupation from an employee perspective and how our asset helps support that. That's the current, again, hypothesis of how we can try and research it and, and notice patterns over time. But yeah, it's not, it's nowhere near the same. And it's also talking to other people. There are people like agents uh, in, in the commercial property world who will, they have a very specific role about knowing what their customer needs and what space is available. So we, we talk to them as well to get sort of a general view of the market and what they're seeing. That helps us almost contextualize the research and the insight we're hearing from our customers. So sort of putting two and two together. And like, like you've kind of alluded to before about it's tying together all those different data sources, working out the relative weighting of each of those, pulling it all together. Um, there's also the difference for us of which teams internally need what sort of information. Um, so that's another thing that we have to factor in. Um, to the data. So obviously some teams, the operations, whilst they obviously are interested in their relationship with us, it's those guys who are really want the detail of how each asset is performing, what customers want, what are their service expectations, and it's making sure we deliver across all of those layers. You mentioned at the start, you know, the classic consulting um, when you're coming into organizations and you're you're doing the research and gathering all the insight and then giving it back and you've got this book full of amazingly interesting cool insights but nothing 
necessarily happens with that I know you were really trying to make sure that as an organization all that insight was picked up and and driven forward um, how do you make sure that it does get fed into the organization on an ongoing basis and that it actually drives change going forward um, that's a very good question I think one of the things that I did earlier on was to make sure I sat down with I understood which teams in the business conducted research and gathered data, which teams used it and for what purpose and like what cadence did they need it for. And then I could basically shape up. I knew these teams needed a view of what their customer wanted every year because that was when they did their planning cycle. Whereas I know the ops team want it every day if they can, because this is how they use it. So it was basically understanding the needs of the business, uh, what data they have right now, what are the challenges with that data and making sure that the research and the insight we create was structured in such a way to either fill any gaps that they had, so hopefully it provided real value, or it was also articulated and presented in such a way that they would pick it up and actually use it. So that was why as well we, we did all those, those kind of workshops with everyone. Um, and we did pre-read that was specific to that team. Working in a larger organization, there obviously have been consultants around and there is a level of fatigue that you can experience in those places. And you don't want that to taint like the really good work that has been done. So it's trying to do things slightly differently and bringing it to the team on their level, as opposed to um, just sort of firing around a PDF at the end of the project and saying, here's what, here's what the consultants produced. Like, no, yeah, we spent some time getting to know the business and what they need and trying to, and also sitting down with them and taking them through it so that they know what this means. Cause you forget that sometimes there's language and stuff that you use that is not that accessible to people. So it's actually taking them through it and showing them what this means and getting their feedback on it as well. So we iterate on how to make it more useful next time. So it's kind of a trying to be more of a partner with the business than sort of just throwing, throwing stuff at them. Yeah, creating that dialogue rather than, yeah, here's a 200 page deck that you're never going to read all the way through because frankly, everyone's back to back in meetings 90% of the time. And also a couple of things that we did do off the back, you know, people knew what we were doing. Um, and, and if people had specific presentations they were doing, you know, I would offer to write a, a very specific couple of slides that was aligned to what they were trying to show or anything like that, but it was our work. So, and then they could just drop that in their deck and they presented it. So again, they, they believed in it and they had to advocate for it. So that was another thing that we did that has worked well um, in the last couple of months. That's good. Um, I know that earlier on when you were kind of, you know, just starting up all the, the research and insights um, CX division at, at Landsec, you were often getting requests from people to find out about a certain thing, a certain area. And I can only imagine that that has grown as you've kind of piqued the interest of others in the business that, look, this is what your customers are saying. What do you think about it? That you're probably getting more and more of that. How, how do you manage that? Um, just work quite fast because you get one once you've got people excited that's exactly what you want and you don't want to lose that momentum or interest so I would try and shape up projects in such a way that it answered as many things as I could uh, for people but yeah it was just working fast and then which is great off the back of this strategy work is that now we've got very clear remits and very clear pieces of work to answer the specific problems that we 
identified and one of which is that become more customer centric which is sort of music to my ears because it means that we can then go out and actually sit down and, and do this properly and work with the business to do it so yeah it's it was initially just work hard and then um sort of keep trying to show people what we're doing and the fact that we're it would be great if we could just shape this up into one project please and then eventually they, they kind of got there definitely not easy though okay so lastly it would be good to understand a little bit more about your experience of actually setting up a, a cx and research practice internally having been on the outside previously how has it been what have kind of been the major hurdles that you've encountered so many i mean it's probably nothing that uh, other consultants wouldn't have known about but you know the things for me it's it's a language thing so not assuming that people understand uh, what you're talking about when you talk about all the elements of customer that are important i think also there is very important about being sort of humble and also recognizing the expertise that other people have and i think you're not always that great at that what customer means in in your sense but then taking the time to learn about what it means to everyone else and how they do it will make it more successful later um, we definitely had a lot of stumbling at the start and hopefully repaired some of that definitely sounds like there's uh, a lot of excitement building at Landsec and people really engaged and, and ready to to start that journey so it sounds, it sounds like it's going to be a, a fun time for you if not as she said just learning how to do work a lot faster <laughs> yes no no it's, it's super exciting and then again like generally thank you to you and the guys for for all the work that you did that made it us able to do where we got to with the strategy and get people's buy-in so it was fantastic Oh, it was great. It was really interesting work. So thank you again, everyone, for listening today. And thank you so much, Claire, for providing us with some really thoughtful insight on how it has been for you driving customer research uh, or user research internally at Landsec and also your experience of, of setting up the, the CX practice.